Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. There are four ways to become wise. One is to live a long life. Two, to travel through many lands. Three is to read good books. Now that's the easiest. And four is to converse with good friends. Now that's the nicest. And it's been a real pleasure doing this podcast. And I can't believe we're on podcast nine already. Had the feedback, the community, the questions, the reviews left on iTunes and places like that. I'd like to thank everybody. And please do keep your questions coming and your comments. I really do appreciate them and I'll do my very best to answer every single person. So where did we leave it from last week's podcast? Well, in the last week's podcast, we're exploring something called submodalities. We defined what the word is. We discussed the potential of some modalities and we had some resources so if you didn't listen to last week's podcast I suggest you rush right over there and listen to it right now and then come back and join us we'll wait don't worry we'll still be here okay and I left it talking about a distinction that I claimed that I thought was the most powerful aspect of some modalities and that if you took nothing else away from your experience of NLP, but this one distinction, you'd have taken away a huge amount. So what am I referring to? I'm referring to association and disassociation. So I think it will be good to have a common understanding by what I mean by association and disassociation. So as long as you're not driving or operating machinery, if you are, please do go ahead and turn this off and maybe listen to this a little bit later. As long as it's safe to do so, I invite you to imagine yourself on a warm, sandy beach. It could be one that you've been to before or one that you make up for this moment. But either way, it's going to be a very safe place to be. So when you're ready and not before, find yourself on this warm, sandy beach. Take your shoes off in your imagination, not in the room, unless it's appropriate to do so. Feel the warm sand against your feet. Feel the breeze against your skin. Notice all the sounds around you, the sound of this, the breeze, the gentle lapping of the water. And notice the colour of the sky, the water and the sand. And you go over and you dip your toes into the water and you feel that temperature shift. And as you do, you look along the beach and you notice somebody's left the perfect place for you to go and sit down. So you walk across and you take a deep breath in and you smell the air around you. And you arrive at the seat 
and you sit all the way down and it's then that you notice somebody's left your favorite cool drink at the perfect temperature so you reach across and you take a sip and you really enjoy that flavor on your tongue and as you sit back and relax you also notice there's a book there just for you so you take the book and you pick up the book and you feel the weight of the book in your hand and you run your fingers over the book and as you open the book you see the book through your own eyes and maybe there's a message in there just for you you are associated to that thought you are associated to that thought and now I invite you to float out of your body float out of your body float out of your body and see yourself reading the book on the beach see yourself reading the book on the beach you can still see all the colors you can still hear all the sounds the gentle lapping of the water but when you see yourself in the picture you are disassociated from that thought you are disassociated from that thought right so when you're ready i invite you back from your mini holiday feeling wonderful feeling refreshed welcome back do you know people who are so associated to life they have an emotional roller coaster throughout the day they have highs and lows do you also know people who are so disassociated from life they have what's known as a near life experience so do you think at different times in your life you're going to want to be associated or disassociated so what about a romantic meal of your partner yes it's associated there should have been no hesitation there i realize that you might be going oh that explains a lot what about if you're being told off by your boss should you be associated or disassociated yep it's disassociated so do you think certain jobs will lend themselves to being associated or disassociated? So let's take one. Let's go for, let's say, air traffic controller. Associated or disassociated? Okay, could be both, couldn't it? So let's explore that. So let's say air traffic controller, associated, and a plane's going to crash. They're quite likely to go, oh my word, you're all going to die, jump. Or would you like them? remove from that emotion and say to you take the handle in front of you turn it 45 degrees to the left press the big red button yep so it's disassociated so if you think at any one time they have millions of people's lives sorry not millions but thousands of people's lives that they have to safely get down from the air onto the ground do you want them to be so emotionally hung up about it all or would you like and remove the emotion you still want them to care but to be able to run the processes they need to run so association and disassociation are just one of the ways that we encode the world inside our head so let's take another example what about goal setting what do you think goal setting okay most people say associated at this moment because that's what's popular at the moment but here's the thing do you know people who see their goals they hear their goals oh yes and they feel their goals and never do anything to achieve their goals so what's going on there well if we take any goal and boil it down to its very essence and it doesn't matter whether that goal is spiritual enlightenment house car money career relationship 
and we boiled it down to its very essence. What is your unconscious mind after? It is after how it makes you feel. The unconscious mind does not need the thing or the situation itself. It only needs the feeling. Then the question becomes, when you see, hear and feel your goals, as far as your unconscious mind is concerned, do you have your goals? Yeah, you do. Now hear me correctly, because if you come and do some training with me, we will do some goal setting and we'll explore it from several different angles. And one of the questions you'll be asked is, what do you want, see, hear and feel? So when you're setting a goal, oh yes, you need to make sure it looks right, it sounds right and it feels right. If you leave it there, you may or may not take any action towards it. Now, if you disassociate from that goal and see yourself achieving a goal, do you now need to do something to get that feeling back? Yeah, you do. That means you've probably got to take some action. And what I highly recommend is once a week associate to the goal because, yeah, you still need to make sure it's right for you and then disassociate from it so you see yourself achieving the goal. Okay, so where did I get this from? Well, a couple of places. A friend of mine, she used to enter into the World Triathlon Championships. She was always in the top five of her class because they had different classes, male, female, etc. She was always in the top five. She could not break into the top three. But one of the things that got her into the top five, apart from a lot of exercise and a lot of discipline, the day before the race, she used to do an associated visualization. And if the race took her three hours, for example, guess how long the visualization was? Three hours. She does it in real time. She can tell you exactly how many strokes of the arm it takes to swim that distance, how many pedals it takes to bike that distance, and how many steps it takes to run that distance. And if she made a mistake in her imagination, she went back to the beginning and started again. It had to be clean all the way through. World class visualization. Sponsor of this week's NLPcourses.com podcast show is the NLP Master Practitioner. Complete a full NLP modeling project and pull together your NLP skills like no other course can. Head over to the website to grab your place today. Then one year she changed her routine and she changed it to this. A week before the race, she still did the associated visualization. You know, there's real benefits to doing associated visualizations. And part of that is you trigger micro muscle movements throughout your whole system. You are training your nervous system to improve on the skill and on the behavior. And then the day before it, she did a disassociated visualization where she saw herself diving in the water, swimming, climbing out, biking, and then running. And the first year she did that, she came first. She did it again the year after and came first again. And then she retired. She wanted to retire at the top of her game and she thought she might be pushing her luck. And that made a lot of sense to me. I've also had the pleasure of knowing a lot of successful people and entrepreneurs. Have you noticed that everybody who sets their own business up wants to call themselves an entrepreneur? Now I have a definition of an entrepreneur. 
Now, if you know somebody who calls themselves an entrepreneur and they don't fall into my definition, that's fine. They can call themselves whatever they like. It's not up to me to tell them what they call themselves. Here's my definition of an entrepreneur. Anybody who runs multiple businesses but does not work in any of them. If you work in a business, you're a business person and you ought to be proud of that. Now, I think Richard Branson is a true entrepreneur. Last time I looked, he had 480 separate companies under the Virgin brand. He doesn't work in any of them. He appears in some of the adverts, but he doesn't work in those businesses. So if you've hung out with what I call a true entrepreneur, couple of things you may notice straight away a couple of things I notice was one they tend to use verbs about 15% more than other people and verbs are action words I know I track strange stuff I'm just interested in how language affects behavior and if you use more verbs in your language you tend to be more action orientated and 15% is a just my observation, 15% is not that much more to get a whole wealth of response from your behavior. The other thing I notice is you tend to get volunteered to do a lot of stuff. So if you've ever been there when an entrepreneur has an idea, oh, they are associated, this is going to be the best thing ever, we're going to help so many people, it's going to go global. And then at some point they go, right, I can see myself doing that, I can see you doing that, and that's the point where you get volunteered, by the way. So what have they done when they said, I can see myself doing that? They have disassociated from the event. How often have you organized something? You've gone over and over and over again in your head. And you feel like you've done it multiple times. You're exhausted. You've used up all the energy because you're doing it associated. You're using up all the energy in your system by firing out its micro-muscle movements. Now, if you disassociate from it, all you now need to do is see yourself and copy those actions. Well, this is powerful stuff, but it's even more powerful. Now, I had the pleasure of doing some work with the UK Army. Now, one of the guys I come across there was a gentleman called Jim Windsor. Jim Windsor is wonderful. Um, he's now left the army and he's doing his own thing. And Jim, if you listen to this, contact us. It'd be good to hear from you. Now, part of what he was doing was when you come back from a war zone, he helped get your head straight. He was incredibly good at that stuff. And the army recognized a huge amount of support is needed for our guys that go over to various places. Now, think about this. If you go to a war zone, and somebody points a gun at you, are you associated or disassociated in that moment? Well, you need to be disassociated to be able to do what you need to do. Because if someone's pointing a gun at you, you can't be thinking, they've probably got a family, they've probably got kids, and those types of things, or you will no longer be there for your family and your kids. Now, they do amazing things on our behalf, but do you think it might affect them in certain ways? Absolutely. And at some point they may need to deal with it. So there's some danger zones. One of those danger zones is directly when you come back. So you do not come back 
to the UK if you've been out to a war zone anywhere in the world. You'd normally go, I think it's still Cyprus. So you go to Cyprus, you spend a week on the beach or something, and you, you, know, you have barbecues, play football, and just let off a bit of steam. And when you come back into the UK, you no longer directly go back to your family. Obviously, you can still you can go and see them, but you stay on camp because that is a danger time when something may happen. The next time something may trigger seems to be around about 18 months to 24 months after the event, once they've got back. And that seems to be enough distance for their unconscious mind goes, we've got to deal with this stuff. And the army's been doing some amazing things, putting a lot of support in place for these guys. And that's why sometimes you'll hear somebody involved in a car accident on the motorway and they climb out of their car, they spend 20 minutes helping everybody else, the emergency service arrives, go up to the person who's been helping everyone else and says, excuse me, do you know half your stomach's hanging out? And they go, what? Ah! And off they go. And you'll see this if there is somebody in the family who passes on. There seems to be somebody who takes over, whether they've been appointed to or they just volunteer themselves to take over organising the funeral, getting all the paperwork done and just organising everything. So while everybody else is going through the grieving process, they seem to be coping with it. And because in a traumatic situation where you still need to function, your unconscious mind will pull you out of it, as we've been saying. And what seems to happen is about three months after the event, and you know, I'm talking just averages here, about three months after the event, well, every, you never really get over these things, but everyone's starting to get on their lives. That person will then go through their grieving process. What we have to remember is that they were there for us when we were grieving. We need to be there for them. So we can see that association and disassociation is a powerful topic. It's the safety mechanism the unconscious mind uses in traumatic situations. It's also a powerful way of encoding information as we've been exploring in this session. So if you've got any questions, you're thinking about ways you can apply this, you'd like a transcript of this session, please head over to nlpcourses.com, join in the conversation. And I'll be honoured to answer your questions. So even if you just want to say hi, I always do my best to respond, like I said at the beginning of this session. Thank you for listening. Keep in touch and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to NLPCourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro linguistics, programming, and beyond.